Hey everybody, this is Mike Extreme, the Extreme Paranormal. Like I said, we're doing episode 50 tonight. Good God Almighty, 50. Over a year and I got 50 episodes in. So here's what we're going to do. If you guys haven't checked your Twitter yet, yeah, okay. It's a Saturday night, you're probably out enjoying some adult beverages, Christmas time, family, whatever you got going on. But tonight, episode 50, we've been waiting in Studio 13, coming from Northeast Ohio. I have Mr. Ryan Global Pounds, hey, Mr. Hey. Worldwide himself. Ryan, say hi to our audience. Hey, guys. <laughs> I'm finally here, and I'm so excited. <laughs> so, Ryan, you know, we work together. Yeah. So, and you've known about the podcast. You listen to it. Yeah. You follow on Twitter. Yeah. You're sharing things. Yeah. We talk at work. Yes, sir. So, tell us a little bit about your interest in the paranormal. Well, uh, my interest in the, the paranormal started um, way back when I was young. Um, I used to visit the libraries all the time and, and pick up books on the paranormal. And as I became a teenager, um, I started to listen to George Norrie. And when I started listening to George Norrie, um, I really got that catalyst and that fire behind me that, that really drove me into the paranormal. And ever since then, I used to find myself trying to go out in the wilderness sometimes. And, you know, I bought a Ouija board. And, you know, <laughs> I tried to look up certain places that was, you know, in my local area. And at that time, I lived in Columbus, Ohio. So I would try to go to like haunted houses and all these type of different historical sites. So um, it started back then, you know. Right on. Yeah, I love George Norrie. Coast oh, to coast. Yeah. You know, I listen to Art Bell, George. I mean, Art Bell's the godfather yeah. of, of paranormal radio. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. You know, George, he's, he's carrying that torch well. Yeah. Yeah. I love George Norrie. And I'm, I'm glad he, uh, you know, he's finally getting some shine on YouTube. And, and I'm glad that the, the paranormal genre is picking up in general. Oh, yeah. You know, it's a lot of new channels. It's a lot of new um you know, FM radios and XM, you know, channels and stuff like that. So yep. it's starting to pick up some steam. I'm excited. Well, you said something that I'm curious about, as well as our audience here. Right. Ouija boards. What's your take on them? Ouija boards, I feel like um, they are a channel that, that opens up uh, inside of the user. And I feel like, um, one, I believe in them uh, because I noticed some things candles start to flicker, you know, you get that, that eerie feeling like hair standing up on the back of your neck. Um, and I, I really think that they not only open up doors to the spirit realm, but also to, you know, other forces, other intelligent entities like aliens. So okay. I, I kind of think that all of those things are connected uh, in some type of way. And maybe it's just a, a sense of, you know, tweaking our frequencies or our consciousness a little bit to where we're picking up on those other waves. So um, I think uh, Ouija boards are uh, a real tool and I, I believe in them. Right on. I know some people say, oh, Ouija boards, never touch them. <laughs> yeah. You know, other people, you know, they believe in them. Do you think that you can, like you said, you open the door to the spirit world. Yeah. Do you think some people say, oh, it's, They'll never touch them because they've faced something evil or malevolent, or they think they're talking to, you know, Grandma Agnes. Right. When it's 
potentially a demon. Right. You know, do you think that that's a possibility? I do, um, but I think that it's, it's more aligned to uh, a person's intentions and maybe on a subconscious level, maybe there's some type of evil intent within them that um, is then, you know, personified. Okay. Um, yeah, I agree completely. Um, I feel like for certain entities to attach themselves to people, I think it requires a lot of strength, a lot of energy. And I kind of feel like um, a lot of spirits don't have that just because the amount of spiritual activity that's happening around people. I don't feel like certain entities are just able to latch on a certain person um, without, you know, enough energy, you know? So um, I feel like anything that, starts to really show itself is more of something that's happened on the inside of a person. And then, you know, for the next few days, they might have some incidents and they're like, Oh, I shouldn't have touched that Ouija board. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I feel the same way. It's, yeah. it's a tool. It's a tool. It's a tool. You know, you give a person a hammer. Yeah. They can, it, it's a, it's a, it's nothing but a tool. Yeah. It's going to hit the nail or you're going to hit your thumb yeah. or you're going to go, Club somebody over the head with yeah. it. it. It's the intent. It's the intent. And at the end, it, it falls back on the user. You know what yeah. I mean? So, I think it's a person has good energy and, you know, that's it. It's, yeah. it's going to manifest the good. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, know, some people can get, you know, some useful messages out of there. You know, a lot of people, you know, usually use the Ouija board to directly tie, you know, themselves to a certain... Uh, message that they or answer that they're trying to look for. So um, it's just all about, you know, the intent and, and how people use it, you know. Definitely. Yeah, I think it's, you know, go back to the 80s, 90s, even now. Yeah. You're going to get, you know, we're going to get, you know, a bunch of teenage girls mm-hmm. at a slumber party. <laughs> They've yeah. seen the movies. They, yeah. you know, they do this. So they're, I think they already have it stuck in their head. Yeah. And that's going to manifest subconsciously. They're yeah. going to bring that into reality. Yeah. yeah. And that scares the bejesus out of them. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. And and, and I feel like um, their, their expectation and, and, you know, what's going on is, is something's going to happen, but not those type of entities that you really like, you know, um, have to do work for and, and use a lot of energy to conjure. And that, the only reason why I say that is to, to kind of segue into another area of research that I loved, um, which is uh, grimoires. Okay. I love to read old books of shadows and grimoires oh, yeah. and old books of magic. And, um, and when I studied grimoires, I noticed that practitioners had to utilize a lot of different um, techniques and they had to basically fast for 40 days and they had to do things over and over and, and get into a ritual state of mind just to conjure some of the, the, the lesser known demons. So um, I feel like for strong demons to attach themselves to somebody just by using utilizing a, a Ouija board one night, I just don't feel like there's enough there for those type of, you know, demons to show up. Yeah. So, you know. So, you know, you brought up something. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know, you study the old Book of Shadows, the old practitioners, the grimoires. Yeah. Um, quick question. Have you heard the Boleskine House episode? No, no, I haven't. Okay. That's going to segue into this one. So, okay. you know Alistair Crowley. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, besides Ozzy, Mr. Crowley. Right, right. So that was his home. Oh, Over wow. in Loch Ness, um, Scotland. Okay. And okay. just like you said, he was fasting. He did this. He was staying from... You know, the sex, the drugs, the yeah. alcohol, the rock and roll. Right. So to speak at that point. Right. And granted, I mean, I, I was I never met the guy. But from what we know, he was not a good person. Like, he would be summoning all kinds of things. Yeah. And yeah. he never cleared anything out. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, listen to that episode. I Because to- it's, there's a lot of things that have happened. Yeah. But there's a lot that happened before he took over. Oh, wow. So. Is there a, a new buyer for the house? Like, or um, is, it, is it, it still vacant or? No, they've actually just done renovations on it. Oh, wow. So you can actually, they have, um, they have a Twitter. You can just Google Boluskine house. Yeah. Um, yeah, they've just done renovations on it. Wow. And. Yeah, it's yeah. it's pretty nice. Well, that's it's, crazy. It's um, and I'm trying to think of his name right. Jimmy Page. He actually owned it. Okay, okay. And he didn't spend much time there, but it's been rumored that when he was there, some of Led Zeppelin's songs were written. Yeah, it, yeah. I'm a music guy. Yeah. So it's been mentioned that he did that. Uh, Free writing, where like ghost writing, he just wrote oh, out. Yeah. So apparently, rumor has it he wrote "Stairway to Heaven" without even realizing that he wrote it. Oh wow! It was like that ghost writing. It was like, yeah, cool, and it's just going. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. You know, I mean, he's a great musician. Yeah, and I mean, he sold the house. And yeah, check out that episode. I have a lot to. of history, to. lots of history. Yeah, there. I have to, and I'm I'm really a big Aleister Crowley buff. Okay, um, so I've, I've read a lot of his uh, uh, his Libra fourteen and uh, uh, his other books, uh, the the Book of the Law, yep. um, uh, a few other uh, books from him, and um, it's it's interesting that we're on that topic because Aleister Crowley is one of the reasons why I think there's a connection between the spirits and the aliens and the UFOs. Because um, it's actually his, um, some of his writings that um, talk about an entity called Lom. And this entity. That's right. Yeah. I remember hearing about that. Yeah. Lom um, has all of the the characteristics that um, we now know as the grays. So. Okay. And his writings on Lom, which was this entity, this intelligence that he called it, um, that he basically ran into or encountered um, during his ritual, um, gave him some advanced information. And all of this predates the 1947 Roswell incident. Yep, so, sure does. Yeah, so it's, it's really interesting um, that uh, a lot of the stuff that he was doing at that time um, kind of pioneered uh, the whole ufology. Um, yep, I agree. Division. So, yeah, I, th- I think there's a big connection there. Now, speaking of connections, and while we're on the Crowlisty, Alistair Crowley topic. Yeah, yeah, we might have to do that. Crowlisty. Crowlisty. <laughs> Little misspeak there. Um, obviously, his house was in Scotland. Uh-huh. Number two, in Loch Ness. Right. Nessie. Oh, yeah. Connection? I think so. I believe that there is a connection. Right. How strong 
I, could he have conjured Nessie? Right, right. Possibly? Right. I yeah. believe there is a connection there between Crowley and Nessie. Yeah, yeah. Because it would it would make sense. Yeah, yeah. Or the previous things that have happened there and then he took over and just, it was a snowball effect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He might have opened the portal and, and, you know, those entities or uh, previous generation of, of species, you know, yeah. emerged. You know what I mean? Because when you think about uh, some of the texts that he was using, uh, mainly uh, the Book of Solomon. You know, he was using uh, the Lesser Key of Solomon and um, the Higher Key of Solomon. And in those books, they're talking about these entities that uh, they would consider the ancient ones, almost like the the, the Necronomicon. Okay, yeah. So um, in the Necronomicon, they're talking about these ancient ones again. Right. And um, all of these things, these entities have ties to Samaria. And they're talking about great beasts who are large. And when you think about Nessie, you know, it's kind of like the same description. You know yeah. what I mean? She's large. She's large. She's, she's a beast. She's, yeah, she's a beast. You know, sure. like. <laughs> now, the question is, why don't people see her? Right. Right. You know, do you have to be. I'm going to take a wild guess. You might have to be in tune with that yeah. or th- there might be a spiritual thing going on or yeah yeah it's like yeah no you're not you're not right to see her yeah but you can yeah yeah i think i think you're right about that like it's might it might be a frequency thing that, it's just a theory that i have but yeah yeah that might that might be it i think you're hitting it on a nail because uh usually when people try to go find her they can't yeah but you know, certain individuals that are just out there, you know, just having a normal day, it just, it appears, you know right. what I mean? So it's like you're out there with your special someone or yeah. you're just having a picnic. What was that? Yeah. Yeah. You know? So I think you're right. It might be something that just, it's know, just a theory that I have. Yeah. And it, yeah. This, it, it's nothing more than that. Yeah. But that, that makes sense to me. And that's something I've never even thought of. Like, you know, maybe these these uh, entities, they show up, you know what I mean? Yeah, they do. People are in tune. Um, And that's why I love uh, the cryptids, you know, and and just studying those things. And and really, um, when you start to think about uh, the different versions of the same type of entities worldwide. Oh, yeah. There's so many similarities. Yep, definitely. when, When you know that these different cultures haven't had direct contact with each other yet they're seeing the same thing it kind of adds validity to it well it's like in california when i lived out there it's you go up and it's right on california nevada border lake tahoe yeah they have tessie oh wow you know nessie tessie uh, great lakes have one yeah yeah so lake erie is full of stuff i mean lake erie that's that's the one it was yeah. yeah lake erie um Purse uh, cubic square meters has more disappearances than Bermuda Triangle. Really? Yeah. That does not surprise me. <laughs> yeah. It's smaller, but when you do the ratios, okay, you know what I mean, uh, to equalize them, you basically have more disappearances in Lake Erie than you do in the Bermuda Triangle. Which- well, see, now you have... Bermuda Triangle. Then we have the Alaska Triangle. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, there's there's one up in Alaska. I'm actually going to do an episode on that one. I've never heard of that. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'd have to look it up. But it's it's literally a triangle, almost like uh, Bermuda. Yeah. But then when I was doing college, um, we had to do a paper, so I did the Bermuda Triangle. That's a black hole you don't want to oh, go down. yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> because it's... The way the world is, is you have the Bermuda Triangle, but then it connects over to China. They have, I think it's, I want to say it was the Devil's Triangle, and somehow they match up on opposite sides of the world somehow. Oh, wow. So it's like, really? It could be just like a giant wormhole or something. It very well could be. Wow. That's crazy. So, you know, you've got three different triangles, and then you have Lake Erie with disappearances. Yeah. Like, what's going on there? Yeah. And that, you know, that kind of comes into uh, the the ley lines. Yep. You know, when you start to think about certain, you know, events that happen and, and certain um, areas that are known for, you know, paranormal activity. And also when you think about places that have um, ancient structures, they're all, they all fall on ley lines. Yep. So, um, you know, that, that ley line grid system is kind of a, a, a peek into, you know, some of those connections between these different places. But I definitely got to check that out, that, that Alaska Triangle. I've never heard of that. Yeah, and then you have, a, I want to say it's the 32nd parallel. What's that? Th- those lines that go across the world. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And when I was living in Phoenix, it was right across Arizona. Yeah. And there's a lot of UFO sightings. Oh, I bet. Phoenix is hot for that. Oh, yeah, especially Sedona. Have you had any personal experiences with, with seeing anything? Or? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Because we actually lived in Mesa, which is right next door to Phoenix. Yeah. And we would be, we were like in the direct flight line for Sky Harbor Airport. So we'd see five, six, seven planes lined up just coming in. Wow. And me and the girlfriend at the time were sitting out on the patio just chilling it's summer it's hot what is that she's like that's a that's not an airplane <laughs> like no kidding it's not an airplane <laughs> you know she's like ghetto bird no they make noise yeah you yeah. can hear the planes yeah she's like because you have luke air force base right there yeah yeah it's like i i'm gonna say i don't know what that is yeah and it was quiet <laughs> Oh, wow. And then I've had multiple sightings out there. We move out here and what's the name of the motel? Um, So I'm just chilling in my room. Mm -hmm. It's probably 10, 11 o'clock at night. And we have Walmart on one side and we have department store on the other side. So we're like right in the middle. So we're used to, you know, the parking lot lights. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it just got eerie quiet. And it's first of January, like the first week of January. Man, something's going on. Uh, next thing I know, it is lit up like a football stadium. Oh, wow. And I walk outside and I'm like, dear God, what is that? And it was huge. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's bigger than the Goodyear blimp. I mean, like we're talking like football size. Yeah. Huge. And it just sat there. Oh, wow. That's crazy. You know, so I've seen things. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. It's, no, it's, it's funny you said that, too, because I've also had a sighting here, even though 
uh, originally I'm from Columbus. Um, I was born in Akron, then raised in Columbus. Okay. And then I moved back up here. But when I moved back up here recently, um, I had a sighting um, actually at the place we're going to tonight. Um, okay. Yeah. So a few, me and a few other gentlemen, we stepped outside and there was a guy playing a guitar. We all surrounded him and we're sitting there chilling. And all of a sudden we all looked up and there was a low hanging light that really just was hovering. Like, it, you know, it started to descend slowly and then it went back up and we all just knew. Like, yeah. nobody questioned it. Like, we all just knew. And it's kind of a, a, a run-on joke now. Every time we see each other, we always say, have you seen any UFOs lately? <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's one of those things when you, you just know, you know what I mean, that that's something else. You know what I mean? Now, here, here's, a, here's a, a good question for you. Mm-hmm. We've both seen things. Yeah. Millions of people have had experiences. Yeah. Abductions have happened. Yeah. What do you say to the skeptics? I would say... um, Really... Open your eyes and... um, Really, really... Put more trust... And the commoners than the powers that be. Because a lot of skeptics get their information from the government. Yep. They get their information from quote unquote academia. Yep. And the everyday Joes like me and you, we're the ones that have the experiences. We're the ones that are seeing these things. And most skeptics are everyday Joes. Very and true. So, you know, really just, I believe that most skeptics should put more trust in the common folk as opposed to the powers that be. Because we all know the powers that be lie all the time, you know. Yep. And when you know that people have no material gain that they can get from having these type of experiences or they have no real edge that they can gain over somebody else by having these experiences. You should really pay more attention to things like that. You know, sometimes people go through hell after telling somebody about something like this. Oh yeah. And you know, sometimes they're, they're, you know, ostracized and, you know, become outcasts in their own communities and they're called crazy uh, for having something like that happen to them. So I think most people should just, you know, really open their eyes and, 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 you know, really take a second look when, when they hear stories like this. That's, that's what I think. Now, what about military personnel, airline pilots? They have to keep it quiet. Yeah. Yeah. Because they have to do psyche valves. No, you're gone. You're done. Your career is now over. You've been, you've had a good, 20, 30 year run. Yeah. You alone. Yeah. You know, and to me, that's just not fair. Like, yeah. And there was just, I saw something, I think it was on Google. An airline pilot saw a donut shaped thing 
outside the window, out the cockpit window. He actually took a picture of it. Oh, wow. You know, it's like, <laughs> not saying what it was. I'm just saying I've seen it. Yeah. Here's a picture. You tell me what it is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I can't explain it. Maybe it was donut-shaped cloud. Right. You know, <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, they have to be really careful, you know, what they say. And now um, they have a new terminology. So they're calling it, I think it's AFOs or AFEs or something. It's a UAP. UAP. That's it. That's it. Yeah, and they did yeah. that during the quote-unquote disclosure. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's like, you know, they do it in August on a Friday at 4 p.m. Right. When do they want to shut everybody up and, yeah, we're doing disclosure. It's a big buildup, and it's like, Friday, 4 p.m., it's not water cooler talk Monday morning. Right. Uh, we're not calling them UFOs anymore. It's a UAP. It's a UFO, dude. I hate that term, UAP. Yeah. It irritates me. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's like they they use that double talk in order to, you know, change the narrative. They and, do. Very much like, so. Oh, now everything that's UFO related is now misinformation. And anything that's UAP related is now the actual information just because they want to go and say, oh, yeah, we are seeing things. We don't know what it is. Yeah. And it's like, no, we, we've had this going on for 40 years and we know you know what it is. <laughs> <You Yeah. know? laughs> See, it's now, just, my biggest question is, you know, I'm a Missouri boy. Yeah. So here's my biggest question. 1947 was Roswell. Mm -hmm. Six years previous was Cape Girardeau, Missouri. Mm. Sheriff went out there, saw it. You know, it's 1941. He can't be like grabbing his iPhone. Uh, hey, yo. So he literally just ran down to the preacher's house. Probably the only pastor in town. You got to come with me now. We have a crash site. I have three bodies. You need to come and give last rites. So he literally, the pastor went and gave last rites to one of them. Wow. Next thing we know, military showing up. It's cleansed. Nobody says a word. Nobody knows anything. This never happened. You were never here. Wow. And where did it go? Hangar 18 at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. Wow. <laughs> wow. And that's... Uh, that's in Dayton. Dayton. Yeah. Dayton. Yeah. yeah. Coincidence, six years later, Roswell, same thing. Mm -hmm. Went from Roswell to an airfield out by Dallas up to Hangar 18 at Wright-Patterson. Yeah. Coincidence? <laughs> no. No. And that's why it's so crazy now. It's like they think that, you know, our memory is, is just cyclic in nature that it yeah. just resets itself and we're supposed to forget things every 15 years but no we know what happened like these things have been passed down and we know exactly that they cover it up and then they wait a while and then they go ahead and release the, the CIA papers after they disclose it like we've seen it with MK Ultra. We've seen it with Operation Paperclip. We've seen it with Project Blue Book. Yep. You know. All of them. All of them. It's just the same scenario. You know, what's conspiracy today will soon be government fact tomorrow. 
You know what I mean? So Exactly. See, now the one thing I, I found interesting is when I was in the Army, I was in the Clinton administration time. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was it was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say it's that least. Yeah. But it was, you know, Bill, he was a big believer. Yeah. And he wanted things disclosed. Yeah. To the point he went to the director of the CIA. He's like, this has happened, you know, how long ago? What's it going to hurt? And the conversation was, sir, you're just the president. You don't have that need to know. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, you do realize I'm the president. I'm your boss. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, you, you're not on a need to know basis with that. Wow. It's like. You know there's cover-up going there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Especially when the president can't get, you know, information. It lets you know a lot of things. But then we can go back uh, 1648 or Christopher Columbus. Yeah. What year was that? Had to be like 16-something. 1648, Columbus sailed. Yeah. The ocean blue or... Yeah. Somewhere around the, the Columbus times. Yeah, yeah. It's been said that in his logbooks, he's actually seen things fly into the ocean and then fly out. Wow. That's crazy. So it's like, if it's been going on that long. Yeah. You know something's up. Yeah. You know there's a cover-up. You know what I mean? And, it, and all these things, they start to connect the dot to something much bigger and much more airy. And yeah. that's the fact that we may live in a world where information trickles down very minutely and we have no idea what's going on in general. Exactly. You know, so these few instances of things happening that's just outside of the norm is starting to point to something else much bigger and that, that maybe for a very long time we've had a globalized government. We've had a one world order and that for maybe 2000 or 5,000 years, they've been, you know, in contact with advanced entities or, or beings. Yeah. You know, so who knows what's going on? <laughs> it's like, you know, it's, you know, not to get all preachy and religious. Yeah. But if God made us, Mm-hmm. Who's to say he didn't make them too? Right. Who's to say that we're not alien to them? Right. You right. know, it's like that. That's when you have to think about it. And the, the very act of one being God creating something lets you know that you know we're in some type of created simulation world. Oh, you know yeah, what I mean? Definitely. So, um, it's, it's really it's really pointing to something much bigger. You know. And these government cover-ups is almost as if we can't tell if they're trying to keep the information uh, from us just to keep control over us, or maybe they have to keep the information from us so we don't break the world. You know, maybe the you know true apocalypse that could happen is just everybody waking up. You know what I mean? Yeah. See, I get you know <clears throat> in the forties. You know, Cape, Roswell. Yeah. It was, I think it was in the 30s. They did World Worlds. Yeah. It's a story. It's a book. They read it on the radio, which they did at that time. Yeah. It caused mass panic. Yeah. Yeah. 
we've evolved, yeah. you know, 80, 90 years past that. It's like, that was their thing at that time. Yeah. They didn't have the internet. They didn't have cell phones. There yeah. was no social media. Yeah. You just had the radio. Yeah. So it's like, radio. I could see where it would cause panic at that time. Yeah. Those guys were amazing. Yeah. Like, nobody now could live up to them. No. 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 You know? And, and I get that. Yeah. I'm just like, with technology the way it is today? Yeah. Yeah, no. Things are... <laughs> you see it at 8 o'clock by 8 minutes, you know, 8 o'clock and 30 seconds. It's already on Twitter, Facebook, <laughs> it's everywhere. everywhere. It's, it's, yeah. It's... Information it's, highway. It's fast, everywhere man. within seconds. Yeah. Yeah. And Back then, it was... If it got around... Yeah. It was... Days or weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's generational. Yeah. And, and, and we're, we're so bombarded by so much stuff all the time yeah. on a daily basis that if something was to happen now, I think people will be ready for it, you know, because we're so used to, the, you know, seeing things that um, that's not on the news. With social media, you know, people have access to information 24-7. Yeah. And you have, you know, a direct consumer to consumer relationship to where users are sending each other things exactly without the government's hand in the middle so you know i I feel like we're going to see something and you know people are just going to accept it you know i mean look where we work we have the news on at times yeah so we were constantly being bombarded yeah oh person was arrested in columbus for this there was a shooting in Cleveland. Oh, well, the Cleveland Browns are—they just won their game today. Yeah, you know this person just got signed with the Indians or Guardians, whatever they're called now. Yeah, you know, and it's just so consistent. Yeah, you know this yeah. charity is doing this. Well, this person's doing this, and this car dealership is giving a car away for yeah. Christmas. Like, and that's in a five-minute period. Yeah, yeah, and you just—I mean—you constantly. It's just it's just move move move. Yeah. Now, you said work, and I gotta ask this question. Yeah. Uh, Have you ever felt anything in the model room? Yeah. You have. Oh yeah. I thought it was just me. I'm so glad you said something. I I really feel like because they they have all those things from the old fire. Yep. uh, Goodyear building. uh, I think there's some energy in there. Uh, Definitely. You know, with the with the desk. And the yep. mahogany door. Oh yeah. And you know, some of those those oil paintings. I'm like, I feel something. Yeah. Even that statue. I don't know who that is. Is that the Goodyear, the original Goodyear? I Charles think Goodyear? that was Charles. Okay, okay. Even that statue is kind of eerie sometimes. I just feel something in that room sometimes. Um, but I'm glad you said you you feel something too. Oh yeah. Like in, <laughs> like in the ICB, I mean that's Complete empty. Yeah, yeah. It's I've seen things down there. Really? And if you look on the window, it says, say hi to the friendly ghost here. What? I've, I have a picture. I'll show you after our interview here. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's what that's what I feel. Because, I, I mean, I'm, in the ICB, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't make it all the way down to the windows. Okay. Like, I wanted, that my first day doing yeah. that walk, I was like, I want to go down there just, you know, to say I did yeah. But it took me a while. It took me like two weeks before I could actually walk around in that darkness. Yeah. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, that, that place is dark. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it is you pitch black feel. in there. Yeah. Oh, there's an energy up there. There's there's different <sighs> things up there. Yeah. Yeah. I feel I feel it. I'm so glad you said so. 
Oh yeah, because I've, I've definitely was feeling that. <laughs> I'm like something is wrong. Something is wrong up here. And that model room, you know, for it to be new, you know, just a just a few items. Yeah, that's all you need. Because I mean, you can just feel it. You can feel it in there. Oh yeah, especially over by the desk. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's not a bad feeling. It's not a bad feeling. It's just a present. It's like, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I see. I feel you. <laughs> oh, it's like just uh, what was it? Roman Reigns, acknowledge me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can feel them. You can feel yeah. them. It's crazy. Yeah, it's one of the I won't say which GPD officer it was, mm-hmm. but um, I felt something. Yeah, and yeah. my guy was out on his rounds, and it's just and I just. Our per, you know, GPD was out on his rounds. Yeah. So I'm just sitting in ops by myself. Yeah. And out of nowhere, it just popped into my head. Like, I'm feeling something. Like, man, Charles, if you're here, just say hi or something. Mm-hmm. Knocks the phone right off the receiver. What? <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, like, oh, hey, Charles. Yeah. You know, like... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Just That's like crazy. out of nowhere. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, my suspicion is confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> Officially. Officially. And that 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 is a, a Goodyear exclusive right there. Oh, so, yeah. So now we are adding to the uh, paranormal world. We are. Some, some new stories. So. See, now, in your opinion... And I'm going to give you mine after. What makes a place haunted in your book? And it could be Uh, friendly, non-friendly. It could be, you know, anywhere from Casper to, I'm the biggest, meanest ghost here. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like what makes makes a place haunted, um, on top of, of course, you know, uh, a certain you know, buildings, violent past or some, you know, a certain amount of untimely deaths have happened in a, in a certain area. I feel like those things add to it, but um, I feel like what truly makes a place haunted is the location. Um, a lot of the places um, that we have built upon already had certain energies before. Okay, I, I love doing research on, you know, indigenous tribes in certain areas, especially oh, yeah. in the, mid- <clears throat> the Midwest. And when you start to think about burial mounds and places that these um, these people would, would travel, um, you know, a lot of those places end up being some of the main streets and the high streets and the broadways that we know. And um, very rarely do um, new civilizations build in new areas. Usually, everybody just goes to the path that's already been laid. Right. So um, I feel like that really makes a place haunted. And on top of that, I feel like every once in a while, there is some type of event that happens in an area or in a building. And um, sometimes you have spirits that get trapped or, you know, in the case of Charles, certain things 
you know, like his desk. You know what I mean? That's something yeah. that, that he, he worked with a lot. Probably spent a lot of time at his desk. And, you know, certain energies, you know, basically get locked in, you know. And the company holds his name. Yeah, yeah. So it's probably a love. Yeah. This is where I felt my happiest. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like I feel like that's what that's what happens. Um, and I've never really I've never really felt afraid of ghosts or spirits, um, especially I think like everybody has those experiences when they're younger and you see a lot of spirits around the house or and you just you run around and, you know, you just think that there's somebody here that, you, you know, your parents haven't introduced to you yet or something like that. Yeah. Just to come, you know, find out later that, no, that person wasn't here, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, but I, I really think that um, most spirits um, are um, good. You know, I just think that sometimes energies get trapped into certain things and areas. But um, besides that, um, I, w- I would say that it's really, um, it's really a, a combination of the, the spirit and the magnetic resonance in certain places. And that's why I believe like certain structures is already built in places where there were burial mounds and stuff like that. And it's just already uh, energy there, Okay, you know, yeah. that just makes people gravitate towards it. Um, that's my take. What's your take? Okay. Well, see, my take is, you know, you can take a house. Yeah. Energies. Yeah. You know, but then, you know, full disclosure, you're here in the house. Yeah. We have Henrietta. Okay. She's our house ghost. Gotcha. She's cool. Yeah. You know, I say she lives basically down in the basement. Gotcha. And unlike... I won't mention shows. Yeah. You know, that tend to provoke. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they do the Roman Reigns things. You're a ghost. You know, acknowledge me. Come (laughs) and touch me. Yeah. Push me. Yeah. Rub my head. No. Yeah. They're still a person. Yeah. You know, they're just, they don't have the meat suit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, and all I told Henrietta was, hey, as long as you don't make a mess and scare the cats, we're good. Yeah. You know. We're cool. Yeah. Have you noticed anything with the cats? Like, do you, do you ever catch the cats looking in a certain direction? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. On the first couple of days, they would be running up and down, and they'd be, you know, poofy tails. And yeah. Once I told Henrietta, hey, dude, not cool. Yeah. You know, just, just play with them. Be friendly. Yeah. And they've been good with her. She's great with them. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's crazy, too, because, you know, cats are half in, half out. And, well, know, animals in general. They, animals in general. Yeah, they sense things. Yeah, but especially cats. Oh yeah, you know they, they're they're like the masters. Oh yeah, <laughs> of walking between two worlds. But um, that they're a good telltale sign of energies. Oh, definitely. You know, and it's 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 funny you said that too because I did feel like. You know what I'm saying? Something was here. Because I lived on the south side before. I actually oh. lived on Johnston. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I was right down there by the uh, by that spa. 
Oh yeah. yeah. So and and, and I felt the energy in the house, and a lot of these houses are older. Oh yeah, these are old. You know, so there's a history there, and you know, you never know what has happened. Right. You know, so it, it's crazy. Um, but sometimes you walk in a place and you can feel. You know what I mean? Something. Yeah. But when you like us, you know what I mean. You understand how things work, and you know that they're not they're not out to harm you. No, not at all. You know. Um, the house I live in now, there's a spirit. It's a male spirit. And from day one, I felt it. And um, the funny thing is, when my dad purchased the house, um, the lady he purchased it from, she lives next door. Okay. And she told me a story of her husband dying in that house. She used to live in the house. So okay. I got a direct knowledge of who is, you know, who's this man that I feel in the house. So yeah. now, you know, it doesn't bother me at all because I know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but uh, for me, I just say, you know, hi to Henrietta or, hey, I'm going to work. And yeah. Watch the kids and yeah, it's all good. Yeah. But I think for me, like you said, the land, mm-hmm. we don't know what was there before. Yeah. Within, you can take a place like a bowling alley, mm-hmm. a bar, a shopping mall, mm-hmm. because it's got such a combination of energy. Yeah. It's happy. It's sad. There's anger. There's fighting. There's violence. There's, yeah. You know, it, and I, that all manifests. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And over time, it's just going to be like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sensitive people are going to feel it. Yeah. Yeah. Some people are going to see it. Yeah. Yeah, it's all about that frequency, you know, yep. and how open people are to stuff. And it's, it's funny you said bars too, because I feel a lot of energies in bars. Oh yeah, and it's almost as if bars become natural portals because people are still in there, they're intoxicated, and it's like spirits are able to jump into people and you know really, right. really work their way. Um, you know, with with the energies that's in there, because uh, you see it happening all the time. Oh yeah, the guy is cool, and the next minute he's ready to fight, and you know, yep, that could be those old energies that's there. Very well, could be. You know? You're drinking spirits and seeing spirits. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's it. <laughs> you know, it's when I worked at my mall in Arizona. Mm-hmm. It's we had you know the regular box store yeah. that was there, and the one ghost, uh, I got called. Can you go check out this alarm? Sure. I'm inside. There ain't nothing in here. You know, and we get Tempe PD rolling up. Hey, you know what? Usual greeting. You know, yeah. hey, Mike. Hey, hey, George. What's up? Here for the alarm? Yeah. It's nothing. <laughs> He's like, oh, okay. He's like, yeah, let's just go take a look anyway. He's like, I'm bored. Yeah. He's like, ah, it's just a ghost in there. And so he had to radio into his dispatch, and we'll just call the store Bob's. Yeah. You yeah. know, Bob's store. He's like, yeah, this is clear. And they're like, oh, is it just Bob's ghost again? <laughs> the dispatch in the police department knew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's funny, dude. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they already knew. Yeah, it's like, oh, this is Bob's ghost. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how it is sometimes. Like, people just, you know... They get used to it. They know something's there. Yeah. They just rock out with it. You know? Yeah. It's, it's nothing to be scared of. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's crazy. It's, it's 
it's almost as if like people know but we haven't found a way to just verify things you know and it's almost as if we're still tribal in a way (coughs) like we're still (coughs) Uh, like we're still tribal in a way like you know there's we have faith in these things um, that is unseen but we, we still haven't put it you know to test yet right you know what I mean to where it's something we could teach in school something that we can hand down to kids you exactly. know and verify but but I think kids are the know. best oh yeah because their mind is so open yeah they have their imaginary friend yeah that's a ghost mm-hmm you know, they communicate. Yeah. And they usually don't have fear until we give them fear. Exactly. You know what I mean? Fear is something that really is taught. Because if you notice, kids really don't have fear like that at first. They don't. It's like, you know, and then you get these parents. Oh, that's not real. Yeah. Uh, you know, and the, the parents instill the fear. Yeah. And therefore, they get the fear. Of yeah. It's like, yeah. man, just, you know, even if you're a parent, you know, play along, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, play into it. Have an open mind. You know Yeah. I mean? Don't be like, so, you know, and these closed minded people, yeah. you know, as much as I love them, yeah. you know, I love skeptics. Yeah. Yeah. I don't believe in ghosts. I don't believe in this. I don't believe in UFOs. I don't believe in this. Okay. Cool. But this one time, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. and then my ears are going to really perk up like, yeah. oh, do tell. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Give up the goods. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Be greedy. Start sharing. Yeah. You know. That's how people are, though. You know. They 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 feel like they have to go with the norm. But right. they know deep inside that you've seen something. Yeah. Everybody has seen something. Everybody's felt something. You know. And some things you don't even need to describe. Like, you can just walking around in certain areas and just feel something. There's an interesting place close by. Okay. Um, it was a toy store. Okay. So, you know, there's a grocery store over here. Uh, yeah, Dave's? Dave's. Yeah. So, it's across the street from Dave's. Okay. And it's um, it looks like a normal house, but it was actually this toy store. Oh, really? I've seen that house. Have you seen it? Yeah. Yeah. So, it's closed now. And all of a sudden, the owner um, didn't open up one day. And they found the owner face down at the counter who was shot to death. Oh, wow. Nothing was stolen. Nothing ever was discovered. You know, it was a break-in. Nothing. No weapons. Nothing. And ever since then, there's been stories of hauntings. People walk by that. Stores seem at the window, everything. So okay, we might have to do an episode on that. Yes, <laughs> because it's a, it's a really creepy story. Like, and the funny the funniest thing about that place is, I would have never known about the story unless I was literally walking one day. I was just walking by, and I looked at the store, and I was like, oh, let's, let's, let's say Bob again. This says Bob's Toy Store on the front. No, I looked it up. And when I looked it up, I read the story, the news, and I was like, holy shit. And I felt something. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what made me look it up. Like, I looked over, and I was like, oh, 
And that's kind of creepy. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And I looked it up, and sure enough, murder scene. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, for it to be uh, a toy store really adds an extra creepy element to it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, one yeah. thing I'm going to draw my line is dolls. Yeah, uh-uh. yeah. No. I'm good. Can't do it. Yeah. Nope. Uh, nope. The mic is out. You, yeah. you bring dolls into the no. Yeah, that's just too creepy. Too creepy. You know, there's probably nothing wrong with them. Yeah. Yeah, I can't do it. Yeah. You cannot do it. Yeah. No lies right there. That's, that's straight truth. Yeah, that's it. That's it right there. I, we don't want no discoveries. We don't need to figure out what spirit it is. If it's in the doll, leave it. Exactly. <laughs> out of here. Annabelle, we could. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. <laughs> yeah, that's just too creepy. That's now, really what creepy. would you think about? I mean, I'll be, you know, I'm pretty open about. I'm I'm Catholic. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't. I don't preach on the show. You you know that. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. very. I I respect all spiritual and religious paths. Yeah, yeah. What do you say to, say, a person of faith or a person mm-hmm. of the cloth mm-hmm. that says it doesn't exist? There's no such thing. I, I would tell them to read the Bible. Because <laughs> it's like, it's all there. Yeah. You know, um, and, and to be honest, that's where a lot of this stuff originates from. To so, me, it's, I chalk it up as to, well, it's in the Bible. Yeah. They're like, where? Father, Son, Holy Ghost? <laughs> like, hello. It's right there. It's right there. <laughs> you know? But some of them are just so set in their ways. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and and they don't want to acknowledge that. Yeah. Yeah. And you can always tell. The and that's okay. Like, that's their thing. Yeah. I get it. I respect that. Yeah. But you, but you, you got to open reason. your eyes a little bit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's like, it's. The Bible is is it's in the Bible, you know, and yeah. Sometimes when people, how they get so narrow minded is because they are in the faith, but they only listen to the pastor, and right. they end up getting a very small, narrow minded, diluted version of the teaching. So when the pastor says all of these things are evil people just automatically start to block them out. Right. So they're thinking ghosts, the paranormal, it's just evil. So they just block it out and they just act like it doesn't exist. You know, when really the Bible says it, it exists. It talks about magic. It talks about spirits. It talks about these things all throughout the Bible. I think some pastors or, you know, a person in leadership in a church they don't want to talk about it mm-hmm. because, but they believe. Oh yeah, they don't want to come off as, um, you know, preaching the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. We are yeah. almost at one hour. Wow! So we may have to do a two part to this. Yeah, yeah. We, so uh, we pushed it. We pushed it to the limits here. Yeah. We are. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't know this had an hour limit. Okay. okay. So we can go ahead and wrap this one. Yeah. If you want. Yeah. Um, do you have any questions, comments, concerns? Oh, I, I, have, I have a lot of comments. We've got I about want four to minutes. go on record and say 
If you haven't already, please ex subscribe to Michael's Extreme Paranormal Podcast on Spotify. And I want to go ahead and, and, and say now that it is one of my favorite podcasts and I listen to it every new episode that's updated and I can't wait to see more from this channel and I can't wait to see this thing go to other platforms and um, I want to thank Mike while I'm right here <laughs> um, for this, this opportunity because um, this is just the best. It's the greatest. Oh, thank you. And, and I see a, a bright future with this podcast. And I can't wait till it gets to YouTube too. So I want to see That's the whole works. thing. Yeah, I want to see the whole the whole nine yards with this thing. But uh, this is the best. So if you're listening, please subscribe. Please follow this on Spotify, and fo also follow his channel on uh, on Twitter. And stay just stay in touch because this this is. This is going to take off. It's already global, baby. It's already global, baby. You know, we're we're in fifteen countries and it's it's growing. And just just trust, this is the best. Thank you, Ryan. Yeah. I appreciate it, man. This has been the best. Yeah, first interview. It's just two guys just talking. Yeah, just we talking. will do this again. Yeah, but yeah. slide this over here. Okay, but I'm gonna give out the socials like you guys don't know them already. You know. Hit me up. Listen to our episodes. I got Extreme 13 Podcast at Gmail. The Instagram is Extreme 13 Paranormal. And Twitter, at Extreme 13 Podcast. You know. So, this is going to wrap for episode 50. And, you know, next week is Christmas. The weekend after that is New Year's. I'm going to be rolling out the New Year with uh, some exciting new things. I'll be updating that on Twitter. So we are taking a two week break, not a big deal, but we will be back in the new year. So enjoy your family. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Hanukkah. Qu enjoy your holidays, whatever you follow. And Ryan, thank you for being here in studio 13. Man. Thank you, Mike. It was a pleasure. <laughs> Absolutely. We will do this again. Yes. Yes, indeed. And I will see you guys next year. Me and Ryan are actually about to head out. And go enjoy some adult beverages. Yeah. Sing some karaoke and just, yeah. you know, just cut back. Yeah. So I will update you guys on Twitter and we will see you guys next year.